Coming to you from the bottom of Lake Agassiz. Welcome to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on the mighty 790 KFGO FM 104.7, 94.1, KFGO.com, the KFGO mobile app. You can you can enjoy Outdoors Live in, in many different ways. And, and I say that quite frankly and quite honestly because... Uh, you're listening to Outdoors Live, but it might be on a podcast. And if you haven't checked out the podcast, I would encourage you to do that and to subscribe to the podcast. That's one thing that I mean, I love the outdoors, uh, like Brewer and Agri, Gone Outdoors, or listening to some of the great guests that also talk about the outdoors, not just Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri, but Joel Heitkamp will have great guests on about game and fish hunting, fishing in the outdoors, Tyler Axis, Amy and JJ, uh, KFGO News. So the podcast is something that I've grown to appreciate. And the, the beautiful thing on that is you can listen to Outdoors Live, um, live on the air. You can listen to the podcast whenever you want. You can go back if you missed a part and, and listen to it again. So that's really really a cool, a cool way for you to enjoy the weekend edition of Outdoors Live. I am a former game warden, and a current biologist for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. And each weekend, we take a little different look at the outdoors. It's not just simply casting and blasting, hunting and fishing. It's uh, it's a, a unique outdoors magazine that comes to life. So thank you for allowing us to be a part of your weekend. I've talked often about one of the really unique components and aspects of the outdoors that 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 makes it so much different than a lot of other recreation and diversion activities. I mean, football teams change every single year. You can have the, whether it's the West Fargo Packers or the Laramore Polar Bears or the Lamore Lobos. Those co-ops change. It changes the dynamics of the team. Um, the West Fargo Packers, the NDSU Bison, the UND Fighting Hawks hockey team, those names stay the same, but the players within that change every single year on a regular basis. One of the things about the outdoors is the change that does take place is a lot slower. I can go to spots along the Cheyenne River or Lake Lemoore, and I know you can think of those places too, whether it's Devil's Lake or the Red River, and you can think of when you were a kid or five years ago, or 10 years ago, or 40 years ago. You can think about it in terms of, of hunting, of deer hunting. That change is really pretty gradual. That big tree started off as a little tree. I think of Lake Lamore. There was a, a smaller cottonwood tree that I used to jump over, and I watched it grow over the course of 40 years. And it didn't take long. Um, you know, It was probably less than four or five years that I was not jumping over that cottonwood tree anymore. But it was there. And I can look out across Lake Lemoore and I can see the trees that were planted 45 years ago and see how they've grown. And some of the folks that were, you know, the, the Ron Splits and the Allen Hodums and the Doc Irelands, the Wes Ewines, the Larry Lears. Um, those, those names are still familiar. And when it comes to the outdoors, that familiarity sometimes is reassuring. And oftentimes it's what draws you back to that spot where you go deer hunting every single year. might be the end of a shelter belt that gets older. Some of the trees start to fall down. It might be a rock pile that might still be there. It might be there forever, right? The rock pile. Think of the spots where the creek turns back. Think of the slough. And sure, things can change in hunting. It can go from CRP to soybeans in the blink of an eye. But, but the hills... And the creek beds and the valleys and the draws, those, those change a lot slower. 
I look at one thing that's changed dramatically on the Red River is a, a physical change that was created by man, was put in place by man, and is now changed by man. I'm talking about the Lowhead dams that were implemented around 75 to 100 years ago, depending on where you're at. And it's, it's not just specific to the Red River, the Cheyenne River, the Goose River. You can go to about any river and you can find those Lowhead dams. And one of the significant changes that happened in Fargo, I moved here after the winter of 96, 97. And I think, I think either the, the Wapiton Kidder Dam or the Midtown Dam in Fargo were, were a couple of the first dams. I'm getting older. My memory's starting to fade. But then I remember the changes, the retrofitting of those low-head dams to take away the drowner, to take away the impediment for the fish passage. And you can go to the North Dam and the South Dam. You can go to the Christine Dam. You can go to the Oxbow Dam. It's been taking place on the Cheyenne River, the Catherine Dam. I believe the Little Dam in Valley City is either going to be soon or is in progress. And you can go up and down the Red River, and it's one of the, been of the really significant changes. And because, because of those retrofits, you've seen the natural fisheries come back to life. And North Dakota Game and Fish, uh, along with the Minnesota DNR, have been working on the, the restocking of Lake Sturgeon. I remember the first little sturgeon when they were restocked, I believe it was in the Red Lake River. And within a matter of maybe a year, they had gone from the Red Lake River into the Red River and moved upstream with the floods and into the Cheyenne River and into the Cheyenne Diversion at West Fargo. I remember being just amazed by how rapidly, when given the opportunity, nature can repopulate Todd Caspers is a fisheries biologist for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department out of Devil's Lake. And we talk about the restocking of Lake Sturgeon in a tributary of the, of the Red River in the northern reach up at Pembina and puts that into a historical context. Uh, there are some historical records of Lake Sturgeon presence in the Pembina River, but uh, due to several factors such as overfishing and then habitat degradation due to the constructions of, of dams and whatnot, the population of Lake Sturgeon dwindled and eventually disappeared. Now, let's talk about the reestablishment. Or better yet, that was then, this is now. In an attempt to reestablish the population of Lake Sturgeon in the Red River watershed, which was part of their native range, uh, the Minnesota DNR has actually been stocking Lake Sturgeon in various places throughout the Red River watershed since about 1997. Um, these efforts have been successful at reestablishing the species in the Red River and some of those tributary rivers in Minnesota. And they're actually seeing adult sturgeon that are attempting to spawn on their own in several places now. Nat, ladies and gentlemen, right there, that is a long, long time coming. Todd Caspers, fisheries biologist for your North Dakota Game and Fish Department. This is the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on the mighty 790 KFGO FM 94.1 104.7 KFGO.com, the KFGO mobile 